Okay. I'm not going to ask certain <laughs> questions. I just know he was in the restroom. I can't believe this. Don't worry, no one else knows. It's our secret no one knows in this those? room. For the record, I wash my hands. Okay, I all right. I'll be all good for the. Thanks, thanks, AJ. Hey, AJ, you you're fired. It's okay. Remember, Florida Channel's got 100% viewership in the state. Um, Jesus, this is so funny. Okay. <laughs> Completely embarrassed. We here. please start. Uh, what is what is this? These are for the amendments, and that's for the bill. Okay. Um, Senate Bill 1220, uh, Senator Garcia, recognize President the bill. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Senate Bill 1220, this bill is meant to cut off a cottage industry that is taking advantage of our state's public records laws. Uh, their concern is only for a quick and easy profit. Right now, there are organizations that will make hundreds of public records requests, each potentially containing thousands of documents, all to overwhelm the city or county so they can receive a settlement. To be clear, this bill is not meant to eliminate any penalties for government agencies that want to keep information in the dark. It's meant to maintain the integrity that was intended in our public records laws through enabling judges to weigh whether an attorney is rightfully, rightly deserving of attorney's fees, which are uh, local taxpayer dollars. So in essence, uh, Chairman and committee members, what we're doing is changing a word from shall to may and putting in a five-day period in statute. Thank you. Um, before you get to Senator Ladvala, the, the bill we heard last week, which you had such problems with, and I only asked this question because you said you, would, you could present this bill. I want to make sure I understand the differences between the two. You said I could present this bill. Well, I was going to read it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, because we had a bill last week that obviously um, went down in flames. And I, I want to make sure you're familiar with that one, that it was Senator Joyner's bill. Um, explain to me a little bit the problem here that we're trying to solve. The problem that we see that we have with local governments is that we have, there's a cottage industry out there of public records request being made to local governments. And sometimes when these public records requests are being made, it could be a public records request as simple as asking for two or three papers. But when you have... Every, when you have 50 or 60 requests coming in at the same time, it's overwhelming on the city. The same way that you have a public records request that can be, that can be, that can be asking for five, six years of documents. That in itself, it's one request or two, but it's also overwhelming on the city. What's happening is that attorneys, I'm not saying all attorneys, but scrupulous attorneys, are after these public records requests are submitted to the cities, um, are filing suits immediately after, um, uh, immediately after those requests have been made. I think in statute it says uh, within reasonable time, but reasonable time is really not defined as what that is. So we're seeing that especially our local, our smaller municipalities are having some serious issues as to trying to produce all this information. And in statute it says that these uh, attorney's fees shall be issued. What we're trying to remedy is giving the judge the discretion as to, instead of saying shall be issued, to may be issued, whether um, the judge sees that if, if it was a frivolous case or not. So that's the issue that we're trying to resolve. There's nothing in this bill that prevents um, any member from the local, from the, the media or from the press to uh, request these public records. What we're trying to do is make sure that there is not an abuse 
to our local governments, which at the end of the day are using taxpayer dollars to pay these, these, these claims. But are cities being inundated on, by um, gadflies or actually by legitimate media requests? Um, and those legitimate media re requests that may be um, maybe out there may not be, let's have five years of documents, or maybe are they, I guess maybe it's a question I should ask if there's any one of the cities that could come, come up. Let me, let me help you a little bit. Yeah. Now, now that you got me engaged, uh, Mr. Chairman, a few years ago, to present the bill. <laughs> a, a few years ago, there was a cottage industry of lawyers and, and people that they represented. There were people that went out and they found old buildings and they had their tape measure and they took their tape measure out and they measured the doors and they looked at the path into the building and they found deficiencies with the ADA. And then the, uh, the business would get a letter saying, you know, you've got these deficiencies and we're going to sue you, okay? <coughs> and in order to get out from under that, you paid the legal fees of the lawyer that sent you the letter. I, I think what the concern is is there's beginning to be an industry of people that are doing this with public records. Now, you know, I, I was a little concerned about this bill, frankly, uh, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, a strong proponent of the public record law that we have here in Florida. And, but, and, and what I want to ask Senator Garcia is I thought I saw an amendment that required notice uh, like five days' notice before a lawsuit was filed, and I don't, I don't see that in my book. I see an amendment on, um, on that, you know, the, if the court determines that the request is made in a frivolous, then uh, they may not award, which is pretty sensible to me. But is there also an amendment on the five days' notice? Well, we it's have a, a couple. We have a, a couple amendments. Do you want to go through the amendatory process and then we'll come back to the bill? Okay. So, barcode 723-616 is a courtesy by uh, Senator Hayes. Right. Um, so we have a late file substitute amendment to the amendment. Barcode 909-808 is a courtesy by Senator Hayes. Senator Garcia. Yes, and the, and the, current, the, the actual amendment was getting rid of the five-day period. The substitute amendment puts that back in. And this amendment maintains a five-day notice that a compliant a complainant must send to the designated custodial of public records in order to be eligible for attorney fees. To be clear, even if the public record request is granted to the complainant, within these five days, a complainant still has the right to sue the local government or entity. This amendment elaborates the reasoning that judges will use to determine whether attorney fees will be awarded or not. So it's, you know, originally I think there was some confusion as to whether the five-day period was the five-day wait period, that five-day period would have been a cure period, but it's not necessarily a cure period, it's the five-day notice, um, but they can still be sued. Okay. So questions, what we do is some public testimony, um, and again, we have an amendment to, to the amendment, so I'm going to ask, we have a few people who were speaking on the original amendment to speak on the amendment to the amendment, uh, Barbara Jeffords Lemley. And again, we're on the amendment to the amendment. Substitute amendment. Um, my name is Barbara Jeffords Limley, and I reside in Columbia County. Thank you for allowing me to address the committee. I'm opposed to the bill. I am opposed to the amendment. 
to make the award of reasonable attorney fees and costs permissive you know, up to the judge rather than the mandatory in lawsuits involving violations of public laws. You know, the amendment yesterday is that if the court determines the request to inspect the public record was made in bad faith or was frivolous, the court may not award any reasonable cost of enforcement, including reasonable attorney fees, against the responsible agency. It is best said by Tom Pelham, who has served twice as far as Secretary of Community Affairs. I will share some of the excerpts from his article in an op-ed in the Columbia County Observer. The attorney fee provisions has been an effective deterrent to the violation of public records law. Government agencies are much more inclined to settle disputes and lawsuits over public records because of the mandatory monetary penalty that will be imposed if they lose the lawsuit. By changing the shall to may in this House bill, will make awards of attorney fees a matter within the unfettered discretion of the court. The proposal provides no standards or criteria to guide the court's exercise of its discretion. How is the court to determine whether attorney fees should be awarded? What are the mitigating factors that will shield a government agency from award of attorney fees, even though it was wrongfully withheld public records? I have this question. What determines bad faith? What is frivolous? That is subjective. You need to think about it. From the Law Reform Network, the term frivolous is inherently vague and subjective. Webster defines the term frivolous. Ms. Emily, I'm sorry. I have so many speakers on this bill. Um, if you could just uh, I will wrap up. I will speed it up. Thank you. And it is important. Um, but I'm opposed to it, and I will put, conclude. I shall or I may conclude. Who knows? I could be the citizen who would be affected. I requested a public record in December 2014, and my record request was denied by the director of the Lakeshore Hospital Authority, which is an independent special district with taxing authorities created by the act of the legislature. The director provided two of four pages. He did not provide the redacted pages with the statutory exemption. The First Amendment Foundation sent a letter to the chairman of the board stating the record was to be released. The board did not respond. Open government mediation was suggested by the Florida Attorney General's office. The board wouldn't have no part of it. And I'm still considering legal action. I ask you this question. If the law changes, would there be an attorney who would want to take my case, not knowing if they would be paid? A judge could rule my suit frivolous. Remember, all judges do not rule the same. And changing one word makes a dramatic difference, shall or may. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, we have a lot of speakers on this bill. If everyone could uh, say what you need to say, obviously, um, but be succinct, please. Uh, we're still on the amendment. Stuart Wilker. It's a heck of a town. Ask Senator Garcia about the bathrooms. Nice, nice and clean. Um, it's a Hillary Clinton moment, you know. But we still only, we only, if you could. Uh, I'm going to be as brief same. as I can, yeah. Senator. My name's Stuart Lilker. I'm the publisher and editor of the Columbia County Observer, North Central Florida, most widely read. 
all digital media news outlet. There's nothing wrong with the public records law. It has stood the test of time. The courts over time, from the circuit courts, the district courts of appeal, and the Florida Supremes, through their decisions, have honed and interpreted the law. While the courts have done their job, the legislature, that's you guys, has fallen behind. You have not kept up with the nuts and bolts technology of the law. The Florida League of Cities is a lobbying group. It's a special interest group. And let's be honest, folks. These are the guys that insure everybody, and they're the, certainly the ones that put this law forward. Recently, the Florida League of Cities, FMIT, Zurich paid over $300,000 in legal fees in a lawsuit that I won. Those fees were paid because the Lakeshore Hospital Authority didn't want to turn over a 25-cent record. They wanted me and the public of Columbia County to have to jump through hoops in order to get a 25-cent record. They got stubborn, and they lost. That's the message that the court sent to all the municipalities in Florida, that the bad actors are not the one or two people of the cottage industries that the senator just mentioned that do this. The bad actors many times are the governments that just don't want the public to have the public's records. The records, as we all know, belong to the public. I think what you're doing by this law is sort of like killing the canary in the coal mine. The awarding of legal fees by the court is mandatory if a public agency is found in violation of the law. It's really simple. All they have to do is abide by the law. Finally, the answer is not weakening the law. The answer is seeing that those that are responsible for maintaining and providing public records are knowledgeable and informed regarding the law. The law shouldn't be changed. The local government should educate the people that work for them so they know what the law is. Finally, I respectfully ask that this amendment and tell you is wrong and wrong-headed. It does not address the salient issues. I respectfully uh, request that you do not move this bill out of committee. Thank you very much. If you have any questions, I'd be happy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, still on the amendment, um, now we're actually on speaking on the substitute amendment, is uh, Robert Ganger. And again, sir, I'm going to... I'm going to ask you to be very brief. I've got a large stack of cards here. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I will try and be brief. I am the vice mayor of a small town called Gulfstream North, uh, in Palm Beach County. We are a poster child for the problem that we're all trying to solve together. We have about 900 people in our town. We have a, our town hall is about the size of this room. Uh, we have four administrative employees. We have received 2,500, in excess of 2,500 public records requests in, in recent history, and from that, 46 lawsuits. I'll give you an example of a public records request and a lawsuit. It may help you define the word frivolous. Recently, we've received a public records request for all photographs in, held by the town that show a bicycle in, and a bicyclist in, in, the, in the picture. Uh, we couldn't find any. Uh, a lawsuit was filed against us because the requestor 
found a picture on our website of all places, which way in the back on A1A was somebody on a bicycle. Now, the court would have, we, we violated, we, there was a request, we did not comply, a lawsuit is filed, and we have to defend ourselves. We have over 40 lawsuits for this little town. We have raised our millage by 40% to pay our legal fees to, pr to prove that what we're doing is, is right. So you hear both sides. Clearly, the press has a right to information, public information. I think on the other side of the line, the judge should have some discretion in determining whether or not we are complying. 2,500 lawsuits, 2,500 requests, 40 lawsuits in a relatively compressed period of time of roughly two years. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Thank you, sir. Casey Cook. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Casey Cook with the League of Cities. I will be brief because we have Professor. I'm going to ask you to be yeah. yeah. We have Professor Keith Rosardi from St. Thomas University here uh, to speak as well. He has written an extensive article in the Stetson Law Review documenting all of the uh, the problems associated with these uh, public records abuses. We believe that this amendment is a, a great solution to a problem that is a very real problem in the state. And we thank Senator Garcia for recognizing that it's a problem and proposing a solution. The bill does three things. Sorry, the substitute amendment does three things. It changes shall to may. It does not say shall not. So a court, a judge, in a public records case can still say, yes, you deserve attorney's fees. You made a legitimate public records request. The public agency denied that request you can still get attorney's fees in that specific example. The second part is it puts in place a five-day notice provision. This is not a cure, but it allows the actual, the custodian of record, the person who handles the information in the city, to get that request in front of them. We think that's a good change. I'll, thank you, Mr. Chair. I'll end it there. I appreciate that. That's good. Okay. Um, Keith Rosardi, again, sir, please, please be brief um, on this. And, and, you know, points have already been said. I'm going to ask you not to restate the same points that have been stated. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the uh, subcommittee. Thank you, Senator Garcia, for the chance to be here. My name is Keith Rosardi. I'm a law professor at St. Thomas. I published an article in Stetson Law Review entitled Sunburned, How Misuse of the Public Records Laws Creates an Overburdened, More Expensive, and Less Transparent Government. Requesters actually have some incentive to file lawsuits and to track whether or not government makes errors under our current public records laws. Why else would a requester send a public records request for a copy of records previously sent to me or by me? They already have a copy of the records. What we have is a situation in Florida where for many years Tallahassee's discussion of the public records laws has been about the assumption of bad government. But there are a lot of really well-meaning public servants that are out there that are doing their jobs every day. And what I've revealed in this article is that there are many people who are filing public records requests because they're trying to play gotcha with the government. Here's the simple analogy that's at issue today. There are bad actors, there are bad policemen, but we still pass laws to deal with citizen misconduct. I think what's very important for this subcommittee is the budgetary risk 
and something that I would encourage all senators to please understand, is the insurance industry does not cover municipalities for public records litigation. They understand the scope of the exposure. You could argue that this bill doesn't go far enough. You could make the argument that, the, that there should be two directional fee shifting. There are 18 states where citizens can be required to pay the government for public records requests. That is certainly not what's being proposed here. This bill is a very simple offer of discretion to the courts. It seems like a very reasonable way to deal with a very difficult problem. I've documented it at length in the article. I encourage you to consult with it, and if I can be of any further assistance to you, please let me know. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're still on the amendment. Okay. Um, do we have questions? Senator Garcia? Do we have questions on the amendments? We have had public testimony. Do we have debate on the amendment? Okay. With that, motion to adopt amendment without objection, so the motion adopted. We are back on the bill. Are there any questions? I have one one question. Again, um, to the sponsor, Senator Garcia. If I can answer it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm clarifying we adopted the substitute amendment, uh, barcode 909808. Okay. Thank you. What I want to try to get my arms around here, we're back on the bill, is when the, the we heard from one of the vice mayors of one of the cities um, saying there's a big problem here. And I agree, but I'm convinced there. But how much of that is the traditional media versus the individual gadflies and attorneys who see the business here? And do you see a bit of a bifurcation or something along those lines with that? Uh, Mr. Chairman, no, I, I, I really don't. The media will still be able to have or submit their public records request. The municipalities will still be entitled or uh, to comply with that public records request. If they don't comply with that public records request and if it's taken to the court, the judge at that point will have the discretion to order that the municipality to pay for those attorney fees. I mean, no one's talking about the other side. No one's talking about the other side when municipalities incur costs uh, of their own attorney, uh, attorney fees when they are frivolous cases. We're not talking about that side. We're only talking about one side. And what I find most disturbing is the same people that are arguing um, against giving judges the discretion to offer attorney fees are the same people that always argue that we, as a legislature, tie the hands of our judges by mandating how they need to uh, uh, well, or, or, or sentence or give them all these mandates for, uh, at that point. So it, it makes no sense. What's Good, what's good for the goose, it should be good for the gander, and this is what we're trying to do is make sure that we give the, the judges discretion to ensure that those frivolous lawsuits, those frivolous uh, cases, they don't get, they don't have a mandated return on their attorney's fees. That's what this case does. Well, that's well, not this case. That's what this bill does. Okay. Any other questions? Okay. Now we go, we'll go to public speaking. <coughs> Bobby Carroll. Okay. That's... Uh, we have opposition. Ken Williams. Larry Dupree. Okay. Um, when you stand up and you wave an opposition, please tell me who you represent. Ralph Kitchens. Okay. 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. My name is Ralph Kitchens, and I live in re and vote in Lake City, Columbia County. And my statement to you is in opposition to this bill is when you make it more difficult for a private citizen such as myself to make a public requ records request, what you're in essence doing is changing a public record and making it a government record. And when you make it a government record, then suddenly the government is no longer of the people, by the people, and for the people. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Sandra Buck. Chairman, Senators, Senator. I am Sandra Buck. I live in Columbia County. Uh, since I've had the opportunity to participate and attend public meetings uh, and public agency meetings, I have found that the meetings are much better if we as a public citizen, or me as a public citizen, monitors and questions the public officials and the agencies. In my capacity and those of my colleagues who are also citizens volunteering to go to public meetings, participate and ask questions, we are informing other Floridians of the for that fact that the public officials and or the agencies are following their fiduciary responsibilities or in layman's terms, are they meeting the obligations and responsibilities of the offices of which they are assigned according to the laws and regulations of the state of Florida? Any change, in my opinion, from shall to may, which is relatively insignificant, but the impact is great. Two, Florida Statute 119, the public records law, will disrupt and impede the process. I also will feel as though, as a longtime citizen of the state of Florida, that my input means absolutely nothing, and I would fully resent that fact. You all are representing your various districts, counties, citizen areas, and your citizens. If you want to alter their opinion of you and of the laws, you will vote for this law. I want you to know I am against this amendment. I'm against any changes in this law. Thank you. Um, uh, Rich Templin, I'm going to ask you to be very, very, very brief. Very means very here. Very brief. First, I think it's important to acknowledge that uh, Senator Garcia, uh, we, we thank him for trying to tackle this problem. Uh, we acknowledge that, that there is a problem. Uh, we think that the, uh, the League of Cities uh, has identified a problem, that the problem is relevant. Uh, it's the solution that we have a, a concern with. The reason that we are involved is uh, we, uh, at the direction of our members, joined the, uh, a coalition of organizations designed to protect open government and protect our access to open records. Uh, that, that's how we've gotten involved. You do have a problem. You do have, uh, you do have some unscrupulous bad actors who are abusing the system. Our concern is that what you're doing is you're dropping an atomic bomb on the city of Tallahassee because you've got rats in an apartment over on College Avenue. Uh, what this essentially does is it guts the entire open record system by denying individual citizens good, decent people access to the courts. So we would ask that you, you, you vote no or maybe this be postponed. We want to work with everyone to, to find a solution for this that doesn't go so far. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to... Can I hold the speakers to one minute, please? Um, Barbara Peterson.
Good morning, Senators. I'm Barbara Peterson, President of Florida's First Amendment Foundation. We act as an advocate for the public's right to oversee its government through application of the public records law and the open meetings law. Two years ago, we worked very closely with the League of Cities to address this exact problem when it was in its very early stages. And we came to an agreement, compromise language meant to address the issue of those, uh, to deal with the issue of those handful of people who were filing lawsuits um, uh, in, in public records uh, cases simply to get attorney's fees. The problem we have with Senate Bill 1220, both the original bill and as amended, is it punishes all of us because of the bad actions of a few. It eviscerates our constitutional right of access by removing our ability to be assured of getting reimbursed for attorney's fees uh, when government has violated our rights. There is no enforcement mechanism in Florida's public records law. So if government violates our right, our only option is to file suit in civil court. Complaints have been filed, I'm told, I'm, I'm, against... Sir, question. Oh, yes, sir. What, what was your recommendation that you had with the League of Cities? Your the League of Cities, our recommendation, and I'd be happy to give you the language, um, we um, required that the government agency first tell us, post information about who is the custodian of the public record. That's critically important. Uh, second, we tied the award of attorney's fees to notice to the custodian of the public records request. Um, so if you provided notice to the custodian prior to filing the lawsuit, you were eligible for attorney's fees. If you did not file notice of your public records request, you did not get attorney's fees. So m very similar, actually, to what this bill does, a little tighter, I believe. Um, the, the waiting period was a little shorter than in uh, Senate Bill 1220, and I'd be happy to provide you with the language. Um, I, I, just two brief points here. The Florida... We're, we're, the, brief, brief. Okay. Last week, when you were talking about Senate Bill 724, Senator Joyner's bill, uh, Senator Vallis said it was a big step uh, impacting public officials and it needs to ripen. I would argue that Senate Bill 1220 is an equally big step with a huge impact on the public and it too should be allowed to ripen. And I'm willing to work with anybody we can because those bad actors hurt all of us. Thank okay. you. Mr. Chairman? Yeah. I'd like to move that we vote at time certain on this bill at uh, 1057. A second on it? I mean, you want to take a vote on that? Um, let's call roll on that. Um, voice. Uh, all those in favor of the time certain say aye. Aye. All those against say no. No. Two to one. Two to one. We have aye. We voted two fifty at ten fifty-seven. Sam Morley. Mr. Chair, yeah, very quickly. Um, I'd just like to point out that uh, the uh, judiciary is currently addressing these problems. We want to work uh, out an, a solution to the gotcha problem. Um, we do think, though, that the uh, mandatory language is, is really overly broad and uh, way too draconian and would uh, work to um, really tamp down any, any of these citizen-type suits because they would not be able to find counsel. I would just point out that there are two cases where these uh, abusive uh, uh, situations were brought to the court, and the uh, the judges did the right thing. They uh, 
categorized them for what they were, and they went without day, without fees. So we think that the judiciary is working to uh, address this problem, and we think that uh, the, the mandatory language is, is just not the proper way to do it, but we think that the notice approach is a good approach, and we would want to work with um, uh, Senator Hayes and uh, Senator Garcia to um, resolve the problem. Thank you. Skip Foster. Thank you, Skip Foster with Tallahassee Democrat. I'll just make a quick point. Uh, I'm Lakeland native, but spend most of my life in North Carolina, and they've gone through this. They were a shall, went to May, and came back to shall because they found that it had such a chilling effect on public records requests. Judges do have discretion here. They decide whether a request is valid or not. That's where they have their power. And so uh, we uh, certainly oppose the, uh, the bill in its current form. Thank you. Thanks, sir. Um, let's see, uh, Gina Edwards. Hi, Gina Edwards. I'm a journalist from Naples, Florida, um, at a startup news outlet called Watchdog City. I drove up here quickly from Naples to um, be here to tell you about what's happened in Naples. Um, I was successful in filing a lawsuit for public records against the clerk of courts in Naples. I won at trial. The clerk then I, I won. The trial judge said I was yeah, I should have the records for two dollars, not the five hundred and fifty-six dollars the clerk wanted to charge me. The clerk then demanded that we have a trial, a very expensive trial, where I was deposed and grilled by the clerk's attorney for three and a half hours, where I was asked invasive personal questions about how long I'd been married. Um, I won at trial. The clerk then appealed. He has unlimited taxpayer money to fight me. Um, I, I had a contingent fee lawyer take my case. Thank There's you. no way that any lawyer would have taken my case if Thank you. there was a question that they wouldn't be paid. Okay, Thank you. We're, run, we're running out of time. I'm, I apologize. I'm going to have to just read the for and against. And if people were willing to wanted to speak, I do apologize. Um, speaking against was Frank Denton, editor of the Florida Times Union. Bob Shaw, retired editor, against. Gail Marie Perry, against. Carol Lociero was speaking against. Dean Ridings, the president and CEO of the Florida Press Association, was speaking against. Anthony Marciano was waving against. Tammy King, bus operator, waving against. Alan Harris, bus driver, waving against. David Vakuk, bus driver, waving against. Eric Jones, communication technician, waving against. Teresa King, waving against. James Engel, electrician, waving against. Jesse Brammer, electrician, waving against. Amy Dots. Retiree waving against. Thomas Gibson, retiree waving against. Glenda, a big uh, service technician waving against. John Parker, a sheet metal worker waving against. Gil Ziffer, uh, Tallahassee City Commissioner, was speaking for. Tommy Rosano, Mar uh, Mayor of the City of Margate, speaking for. Casey Cook of the League of Cities, speaking for. Keith Rosardi, speaking for. And Robert Granger, who we heard of, Vice Mayor of Gulfstream, speaking for. Doug Bell, was waving in support, and Laura Yeomans of the Ford Association of County was waving in support. Do we have debate? Senator Legg. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I, I, you know, one thing I would like to say is that, you know, one of the things that we're overlooking is a lot of these uh, public records uh, groups are also not just municipalities, but there are also a lot of nonprofits out there that are being subjected to this. But I do, uh, one of the speakers said before, I, maybe your solution may be a little 
heavy, but to say, no, we can't move forward. Um, I'm seeing an adverse effect right now in a lot of the nonprofits out there um, because they contact me saying we've gotten at least seven or eight public records requests this month. How do we process all these uh, record requests? So um, maybe, I don't know if your solution is the best solution, but to say no at this point, I can't do that because the problem has already ripened and it really stinks really bad. Thank you. Um, Senator Hayes, you have a motion? Yes, sir. Let's move it to 1059 for the vote, and I've got a little debate. Thank enough. you. Okay. That's uh, I am all in favor of public people having access to government records. There is nothing in this substitute amendment that prohibits access to public records. All this amendment does is stops the abuse of some lawyers that are saying, no, we won't take your case. This amendment allows the judge to continue to award attorney's fees if that judge thinks that it's appropriately assessed. That's all it is to it. You just read the language in the substitute amendment, and, and as the sponsor pointed out, it gives the judge the discretion to make the, the determination. So this bill, in spite of all the people who think it impedes access, I don't see it that way. Some think it's a good bill. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely torn because there's clearly a problem here, um, and I don't deny that. But I think there's a difference between the, the, the gadflies that are out there and, and the cottage industry, which you're talking about, and the legitimate media, which, which is asking. Uh, uh, and I know, and you, say, you said it, and I get it, it's just about legal fees and letting the judge make the discretion. So, I mean, I'll vote for it based on, based on that, but um, I am, again, truly torn on this issue. You have, uh, Senator, you, you've got it says a moment of close. And, and just to remind you, and all through our statutes, we see oh, where, it says, we where, where it says may award attorney's okay. fees, and, and I, I will work with anyone out there to try to make sure, make sure we get this uh, done. Call roll for, um, sir, for um, Senate Bill uh, 1220. Senator Bullard. Senator Latvala. Senator Legg. Yes. Senator Hayes. Yes. Senator Ring. Yes. Uh, by your vote, CSSB 1220 is reported favorably. Sorry. No, no, thank you.